Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. Today, we are chatting about mindset, manifesting, and money, some things we really love here at Chakra Girl Radio. We have such an amazing guest today. Her name is Emily Williams. She is the founder of I Heart My Life. Emily Williams was one of the first business coaches that I ever hired. And she helped me scale my business from six to seven figures. I worked with her a few times, actually. I went to one of her retreats in Paris, which was life-changing. You guys are going to love her. So we're talking about different tips and mindset hacks and perspective shifts to really manifest that money and how to tune inwards and listen to our authentic desires. And we're going to talk about self-doubt, jealousy, settling, and how to use those things to our advantage and how to snap out of them. And also what to do when you reach your goals, but you still are not feeling satisfied. So this is a really, really powerful episode. I actually woke up today with the energy of all my dreams are coming true. And I was just feeling so good. And I think it's because I did this new ritual on the rituals by Shocker Girl app, and it's about claiming your anointing. And we talk about on this ritual, how your soul was chosen to come here on earth at this time in order to support the collective ascension, but you have to choose that daily. It's like everything you want, all the desires that you want are already yours, but you have to choose them every single day. Because if instead we're choosing fear or we're choosing jealousy or comparison, or we're choosing victimhood then we are not living out the potential that we came here for. And I just think that everyone really has a big role to play and that that's why we came here, that we were kind of chosen to come here and that we chose to come here. And it's just time to embody that. And then that's when the blessings can come in. Because here's the thing, like we are bigger than all of these human limitations that we put on ourselves. We are quantum. And when we can really embody that quantum energy and remember that we are infinite souls having a human experience and that we are part of this infinite collective and this quantum consciousness, then we really have the ability to create our own reality. So by claiming our purpose, claiming our anointing, operating from a place of love and service rather than fear and lack, that's when you become part of the quantum. And in the quantum reality, all the desires that you want are already available for you now. And ironically, when you take the intention away from just it being about you and you realize that you're part of this huge collective shift and you focus on, okay, what can I do that's of service? What can I do that's going to help the ascension? You know, I came here with this big role and you start operating from that energy. That's when all the manifestations come. So it's like, you need to remove yourself, remove the selfishness or the greed or the lack energy that is making you go for your goals from a place of desperation. And instead you need to be like, okay, I'm part of this really big time in history and it's super exciting and I want to help people and I want to be a part of it. And then that's when the manifestations come. So 
definitely try that ritual. We have so many rituals on the app that are going to help you get into this quantum energy. We have abundance rituals. We have sound healing. We have 5D rituals. We have like three minute rituals. If you're in a rush, we have chakra healings and activations. So if you have not tried the app yet, it is called Rituals by Chakra Girl. You can subscribe by going to chakragirlco.com and we're going to give new subscribers a free month. Okay. Only for the end of September and October, if you use coupon code chakra girl and you subscribe for the app at chakragirlco.com, you can get a free month. Give it a try. The coupon code will only work at chakragirlco.com and it's only for new subscribers. And then once you subscribe, you can download the mobile app and you can log in using the credentials that you created at chakragirlco.com. And then I'm in your pocket. I'm at your altar. We're ritualing together every day and it's going to be so fun. So chakragirlco.com, coupon code chakragirl and get your ritual on. So I hope all of these quantum mindset shifts have supported you today. And now we're getting into this episode where you're going to have even more mindset shifts. You're going to love Emily. So let's dive in. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio, where we are helping the world become consciously awakened and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have a lovely guest today. She is someone who has helped me so much on my journey. Her name is Emily Williams. She is the CEO and star of I Heart My Life, which is a media education and lifestyle company that is all about helping you fall in love with yourself and every detail of your life. I Heart My Life is all about working with ambitious women who want more from life and refuse to settle. They have a membership, courses, a podcast, a book. They host events and host luxury retreats, which I've been to and they're fabulous. Emily is also the host of the I Heart My Life podcast and author, a speaker, and she is a money mindset expert. She totally changed the way I think about money. She was one of the most influential business coaches I ever worked with. She helped me scale from six to seven figures. And I always say she is like the perfect combo of like a no BS approach, but with a gentle loving touch. And she really (laughs) opened my eyes to the fact that everything is possible. Welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you. What an amazing introduction. I appreciate it. (laughs) I'm so happy to finally have you on. It has been a while since we were able to catch up. So I'm so excited to hear and for everyone else in my audience to hear about you and all the things that you do, because like I said, you've changed my life so much. (laughs) Thank you. That never gets old. I mean, you put in the work and you've shown up, um, which I'm sure we'll cover in a second, which is definitely what is required, but I appreciate that. Exactly. Okay. So let's dive in to our rapid fire questions. What is, I know you don't know your sun, moon and rising, which we usually ask, but tell us about your sun sign. (laughs) So I'm a Libra and I did have this conversation with a friend and she told me what the other signs were, but now I forget. So I'm going to have to go back and look. (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely feel that like balanced Libra energy from you. Do you feel like you resonate with it? It's so interesting because I don't see myself as balanced, but I have a lot of people who say that. I don't know. Do you feel like you completely represent your sign? I am so my, I'm like the epitome of my sign, but also when you know your moon and you're rising, you kind of 
can connect them. You're like, okay, now it makes sense. Cause I actually know, actually I know people that are Libras and they're like, I don't feel Libra. But then once they understand the other ones, they realize that Libra was just there to balance the other things out. Mm, Okay. Well, I'll report back. Yeah. Report back, (laughs) but you know, your human design. Yeah. I'm a manifesting generator and that fits me to a T for sure. And manifesting generator is about like, I feel like the main thing I know about them is that they're meant to be working on a million things at a time and like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yes. And we can work uh, nonstop and never, you know, feel drained. I mean, of course I'm human, so I will feel drained at some point, but like, it's really interesting. And, you know, I work with my husband and he is a manifester, so he doesn't have the generator side of things. And you can definitely tell the difference in our work style. And that's something we've definitely, we've had to navigate over the years. So yeah, I'm definitely a manifesting generator. Okay. (laughs) What is a daily ritual that you almost never skip? Um, I take a walk every morning with my husband and we do that. I was chatting with you before this episode. We now live in Austin, Texas. So in the summer we go really early so that we can beat the heat. But I just realized like everything is different when I take a walk in the morning and I actually get outside. And because I'm such a manifesting generator, I can be at my computer's computer for hours on end and never get up. And I'm a, I'm also an introvert, so I could like be tempted to never leave the house. <laughs> so yeah. it's one of those practices that it's just amazing to connect with my husband. It's incredible to be out in nature, to have fresh air, to move my body. I sleep better. So everything is different when I take my morning walk. Yes. And it's like those little moments of pure bliss. Yes. What is a book that changed your life? Oh goodness. I'm just looking over to be honest with you. There's so many, but the one I've been talking about a lot lately, which is super random is eat, pray, love. I know that's not necessarily like personal development and I could rattle off a huge list of all the best mindset books and money books, but eat, pray, love. It was one of those books that I remember I was sitting in a ski lodge. My family went on a ski trip and I wasn't skiing that day. And I just read it in front of the fire and it just changed my life and opened up my eyes to doing things differently and growing up in Ohio where most people never leave and don't do anything, you know, that outside of the norm, no offense, as much as I love people from Ohio in the Midwest, but Elizabeth Gilbert opened my eyes to what was possible and just really tuning into what it is that you want and taking a leap. I love that. And now I need to ask for your like top three money books. Cause I know people are going to want to know that for sure. Yeah. So there's actually, um, well, the science of getting rich, I would say changed my life from the get go. I know that a lot of people know that one. Um, the next one more recently is called the dynamic laws of prosperity. So that one is just epic. And if you are somebody who grew up, um, with any sort of religious background, I grew up Catholic. Um, there's a lot of shame around religion and, and, and for example, making a lot of money and, giving to yourself before giving to others and being too selfish and all of that. And this woman is actually a pastor and wrote it in the seventies. And it's, it's just so transformational. So you have to get your hands on that one for sure. And then let me think about what else there's so many, probably how rich people think that's another incredible one. I don't think I've read that one either. 
Yeah, that one's so good. This the author went around Steve Seibold. He went around the world and interviewed self-made millionaires to mm. get clear on like how they thought differently. Oh, okay, love that. So let's dive in to your journey. I want to hear about your kind of like spiritual or self-development awakening that led to you creating I Heart My Life and making this your life's work. Yeah. So like I said, I grew up in Ohio and I always had a plan for myself. And part of that, uh, turned out to be going to get my master's in counseling psychology. And I always felt like I was meant for something big, but after, you know, going to college for psychology, I thought that was the next right step. And I was literally driving to Northwestern where I had applied and been accepted in 2008. And I had this feeling in the pit of my stomach that it was not the right decision for me. And so about an hour into the five hour drive, I started crying and my mom was in the driver's seat and she asked me what was wrong. And I told her that I just couldn't do this and that it wasn't right. And something was off. And so, you know, bless her heart. She turned the car around and we went back to Ohio and I had no plan B at that point. I moved back in with my parents. I ended up working at Starbucks for a while. And although I, like I said, I always knew I was meant for something big. I just didn't have that level of clarity that I needed to actually make decisions. Mm. And so around that same time, all I kept focusing on was, you know, what clarity do I have? Um, I grew up with the world of personal development. My dad always had coaches. He ran businesses, but I had never been taught to follow my heart to the degree that I did during that chapter. Mm -hmm. And so I just kept list trying to like, listen, you know, and eat, pray, love Elizabeth, Elizabeth Gilbert has, you know, moments where God or the universe talks to her. And I just kept trying to listen to where I was being guided and what felt good to me. And the only thing I could think of was that I really wanted to live in London, England. And that was really weird because no one in my family leaves Ohio. Like I said, but I decided I was going to apply for a master's program there. It was actually in nonfiction writing, which is a whole nother story, (laughs) but uh, applied for that master's program, ended up getting accepted and moved to London in 2010. I always say with four suitcases and a dream, Mm -hmm. didn't know anyone just packed up my things, moved across country or across the world rather, and just started my life there. And that was really the beginning of my personal development growth, like for me personally, because what I realized was that my quarter life crisis, my kind of feeling of not being happy followed me across the pond and I needed to figure out how I was going to get out of this rut and actually start living a life that I loved and also loving myself. So I hired a happiness coach who was actually really incredible and Um, she was so lovely and and kind. And I just literally cried every single session. And then finally she interrupted me one day and she said, Emily, did you know you have the power to control your mind and to change the way that you're thinking? And after four years of psychology, growing up with personal development, like this was the first time it really sunk in that I could transform my mindset Mm -hmm. and that I had the power not to give in to every negative thought that was coming my way. And so for me, that was a huge shift. And I started to do little things like practice gratitude. I actually started this blog that's super embarrassing, (laughs) um, a Tumblr blog. And it was all about all the things I was grateful for every day. And it was so silly, like my pumpkin spice latte and someone opening up the door for me and just small things. But little by little, shifting into what was working 
changed how I was feeling. I started to manifest more opportunities. I started to get clearer about what I wanted. And ultimately when I figured out how to love myself and my life, that's when I realized that was my life's purpose. Mm, So beautiful. And I love what you touched on about, so it's like, we have this desire and we think, okay, this is the thing that's going to make me happy. And it's usually something tangible. And then we get the thing or we do the thing or we move to the place and you're like, oh shit, like I feel the same. (laughs) So, so any like specific, I know you mentioned like just the, the daily gratitude, like any other specific mindset tips for someone who might be feeling that way right now, like they've started the business or they did the thing and their problems are kind of fine following them. Yeah. And I mean, I had the, like, it's not like it's one and done. I had a similar feeling a few years ago when I actually decided to pivot my business. And I think the number one piece is just tuning into what it is that you actually want, because I actually believe that we all, we always know what we want. It might not be crystal clear, but most of the time we're just not willing to admit it or we're just in denial about it, or we're we're worried about what people are going to think. And so we're not giving ourselves permission. So really just be honest with yourself and ask, like, I always ask myself if there's some sort of barrier, um, for a lot of people that's money. So right now I'll ask myself if I had a hundred million dollars in the bank, what would my decision be in this moment? what would I do? You know, what would fulfill me? What would, what path would I take? Because oftentimes there's something standing in the way from making the decision and getting clear. Sometimes that's time. Sometimes it's money. Most of the time it's like self-imposed restrictions. For me, I had this like feeling that I should do certain things or I should be kind of responsible. Right. Like, and, and I didn't know that the world of coaching, like I do now existed. And so of course there was a level of awareness that wasn't there. But I think for a lot of people, when they start to follow that curiosity, um, there are certain barriers that get in the way. So like really breaking that down. And then I also think looking at the people who inspire you. And by the way, that could even be people who make you feel jealous. I always say, follow your jealousy. So if there's somebody on Instagram who is traveling around the world and working from a computer and you're super jealous of that person. Well, great. That's giving you clarity right there. So anyone who's evoking some sort of emotion who has something that you want, follow that and start to explore it. Cause that can also lead to your clarity. Mm, I love that. And actually, I remember when I was working with you, it was, I think the second year of my business and the first year I made six figures. And then I was like, okay, my goal in the second year is to make 200,000. And then by October, I had already made 300,000, but I was like, I'm tired and I'm miserable. And I'm like, I can't imagine continuing like this. And you were like, okay, like if you didn't need the money, which you don't, cause you've made more than you thought you would, like, what would you do? And I was like, well, I would teach people this and I would do that. And I would rebrand and I would do this. You're like, okay, do those things. <laughs> And then everything just like skyrocketed from there. And then the next year I made 600,000. So it's like, you know, yeah, it, it just really takes looking at, okay, what did I like? What? Yeah. What am I bringing into this different scenario? That is this, the same problem that I had in the last scenario, because sometimes we think that just getting to that next level is going to make us happy, but it's never something tangible that makes us happy. Totally. Yeah. I love that example so much. So what do you do on the days where the doubt starts to creep in? So say you have this big goal and you're doing all the mindset work and you're like, you know, 
every single day you're like, like, yeah, this is happening. And then one day, maybe like shit hits the fan, you get a negative email, you get a no, you like your, everything just starts to feel like it's crumbling down. Like, what do you do in those moments? Well, this wouldn't have been my answer even just probably a year or two ago, but for me, one of the biggest sort of ways to, to bounce back from that is to allow myself to rest. Cause most of the time when that affects me to the degree of what you described, it's because I'm really tired or mm. I've been working too hard or I've just been pushing. And so allowing myself to do something like even going for a drive, because I think so often us as business owners, we're so obsessed with the work that we do. And it almost becomes just like a reflection of us and our self-worth. And we forget that there's this whole other world out there. And even just getting in my car and going somewhere else, like going to a restaurant or whatever it may be, I'm like, okay, so I'm not the center of the universe. Like there are other things happening in the world. And it just gives me some level of perspective that I don't have when I'm sitting behind the computer, so focused on what I'm doing. So that's That's definitely one way. So true. And I remember when I would be like in the middle of a launch and I like, wasn't hitting my goals, I would be like, okay, rather than sitting at my desk, like bumping my head against the wall, trying to figure out how to make this work. I'm going to go to the mall or I'm going to book a spa day. And then randomly, as soon as you're away from the computer, everything comes. Totally. And like we just talked about when you ask yourself, okay, what would I do right now? If everything was working, how would I be showing up? What would my mindset be? If the, like the sales were already in the bank, Mm -hmm. what would I do? What action? And you'd probably go and you'd rest or go to the mall or be with your husband or whatever it may be. And so do those things show up as if you're, as if you're already getting the results that you're craving. Mm, Okay. Love that. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. And we talked we always talk about on the show, like how everything is possible in the quantum field and it's about becoming an energetic match. And you and I've been talking a lot about like the mindset work. What else is there from like 
kind of like mind, body, soul, energy perspective, like on top of the mindset work that we can be doing to become an energetic match for the desires we have. Well, your mind is going to affect everything. And so if you're thinking in a certain way, it's going to show up in your body. And so tuning into how your body's actually feeling about a situation. So for example, I recently sent out this survey about our new membership and what people want to see in it. Basically like what question can I answer? And someone wrote back and she said something along the lines of you've had memberships before. I was in one, you shut it down. I felt super abandoned. How can I ever trust you again to, you know, fulfill what you say you're going to do if you're pivoting so often Oh, and like my knee jerk reaction, (laughs) I'm sure you can feel me. Yeah. (laughs) My knee jerk reaction was like, okay. Um, and I immediately went to the place of, okay, people don't trust me. I'm not good enough. Like people aren't going to buy this thing. Like I can't be a flaky, uh, coach and business owner. That's not who I want to be. And then I had enough sort of awareness to tune into my body and realize, okay, yeah, there's like a little bit of anxiety here. There's a little bit of stress here, but let's really start to shift that. And so I know you asked me about something other than mindset work. So I'll get to that in a second, Yeah, (laughs) but I want people to understand like your body's always giving you clues. And so to Tune in like when every single day, if there's something coming up for you, check in with your body and ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? And that's really where I start. And then I go to the mind and I say, okay, well, what is my material here? What can I work on? Um, she like, it'd be actually really cool to do a podcast episode on this addressing all of these things. Right. So I, then I start to get creative. Then I think about, well, what's her material. And so I start with my body and just tune in to what the feeling is, because I always know that, you know, there, there are clues there and I am always continuously like a work in progress. So that's one thing I would do. And then when you're checking in with your body, then you also know, like you said, what you're attracting energetically. If I'm feeling anxious and stressed, well, I'm going to attract more of that. So how can I start to shift? Well, get out of the house, do some movement, have a conversation with a friend, like do what you can to start your, start to shift yourself energetically. Um, and ask yourself, what would I be doing in this situation if everything was perfect? Because actually it is in this moment, everything is perfect. And I can talk about that in a second Mm. and then take the those action steps. And so for me, it's really that combination of tuning in mindset and then taking action. Um, and sometimes that action is laying down. Sometimes that action is a meditation. Sometimes that action is a conversation or actually taking action, but every situation is a little bit different. Mm, Okay. Love that. You also mentioned that you've restructured your business over the last little while. And I feel like so many people have undergone like a bit of a reinvention, especially with everything happening in the world, certain things that we were holding on to that we realized really didn't matter. We finally allowed them to drift away and we embodied, you know, more of what we actually want. I'd love to know like what triggered the restructuring for you and what that looked like. Yeah. So just as we spoke about, I'm always really in tune with my body and how I'm feeling and I can't do something unless it feels good to me. Even if it makes sense on paper, I'm not one of those business owners. So back in, gosh, it was a few years ago, new year's day. Was it 2020 or 2021? 
I think it was 20, no, it was 2021. I woke up and I couldn't breathe and it wasn't like I needed to go to the hospital, but there was a level of breathlessness there. And what I realized was I had a ton of anxiety around launching this membership that was specifically designed just for coaches. And I'd been working with a lot with a couple of amazing coaches and they're like, okay, well, you're known for helping coaches scale their business. So let's make a membership around that. And I decided to go along with it because I was like, they're experts. They know what they're talking about. That does make sense on paper. It's going to be really lucrative, et cetera. But that morning I woke up and I just realized I couldn't take those steps. I couldn't go down that path. Even though the launch was planned out, the content was created, everything was there. I couldn't do it because it would be sacrificing the true vision for I heart my life. And I wasn't available for that. And I realized I'd rather everything crumble than me move forward with something that wasn't in alignment. And Mm -hmm. so I really came back to what I heart my life was always meant to be and started to put some of those pieces in place and take those steps and turn things off and recreate other things and essentially like steer the ship in a different direction. And it wasn't easy. And we're still in the midst of that. But like I said, I just couldn't move forward with something that wasn't aligned. Mm, Yes. And so did that, like, how did that fallout go? Were people like, okay, sure, just do it. Like, or was it kind of like you had to kind of fight for it? It was, I mean, mixed responses. I think more than anything, I've tried to convey to my community that number one, I have to be in alignment with what I'm doing. This company is called I Heart My Life. And that morning when I woke up, I realized I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. I was work, still working way too hard. I was doing things I didn't want to do. And of course, there are certain like tasks in terms of a business that we always need to do, not always, but you know, it's different chapters. It's required of us to get to the next level, but I didn't feel comfortable putting out offers that weren't in alignment with the direction I wanted the company to go. And so mm-hmm. I've tried to share this openly with people because I think so often, you know, just like the message I received today, people are stuck doing things because they feel like they owe their audience something, or they feel like they owe their clients something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's complete BS. Like you are the head of your company. You don't owe anyone anything. And frankly, if you're out of alignment, it's not going to work in the same way that it would if you were in alignment. And so I think it's just like, me sharing, I'm hoping is giving other people permission to follow their bliss and not settle for things that aren't lighting them up. So true. And I feel like this is something that happened for me very recently too. And I'd love to know, like I was in a position where I was like, okay, this is a thing that is making me seven figures. This is the thing that is like the cash cow. And I'm so over it. Like any tips for someone who they're like, okay, I literally will not be making any money if I stop doing this, but I want to stop doing it. Yeah. I think you have to, you have to decide which, um, like side of the spectrum you fall on. Cause for some people, the worst thing they can think about is not having that income. And so actually it makes sense to keep it, but get somebody else to take it over if possible or some segment of it, like say you have a course and it's bringing in a ton of money. Can you turn it on evergreen? So you don't have to do anything with it. Can you get it running in the background? Can somebody else take the lead on it? And if that's not an option, then does it feel better for you to keep doing it until the other thing is built and bringing in the same amount of money or some money, or does it actually feel better for you to turn the whole thing off? Mm. And you might not have that answer 
right away, but sitting with it and just tuning into what feels aligned for you. That's exactly what I did. And I'm not somebody, at least at this point who can have something that is like representative or my brand represents that doesn't feel aligned. So for me, it was like, turn things off and I didn't do it all overnight. Um, but I had, and I had something to replace income pretty quickly, but still like, I just knew which side of the spectrum I was on. Yes. And that kind of segues very well into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which was settling. And so I would say like my, when someone asked me my biggest fear, I'm like settling and like looking back in 10 years and realizing I settled. So any tips for someone who might be settling in any area of their life and how to start getting real with themselves? Yeah, for sure. Well, I love that question. You know, what, what is it that Um, in 10 years, I want to have said that I did like, what would it feel like to move forward with that? And on the opposite side of things, how am I going to feel if I wake up in 10 years and that thing hasn't happened? And I think you have to know what motivates you for some people. It's the fear of waking up in 10 years and knowing they didn't do it for others. It's the desire around doing the thing. So you have to get clear with yourself around where is your motivation. And what I like to think about the way I like to think about this is like playing the whole tape through. So think about yourself doing that thing. How is it going to feel? Envision it, feel the emotion that comes with it. Start to map out like what, you know, if you're, it's a revenue goal, what are you going to hit? Like, what is that going to look like in your life? What does that mean for you? Actually play out the scenario because it's so easy for all of us to have massive big dreams that are far off in the future, but it's much more challenging to actually be taking action on them now. So yeah, in terms of settling, I mean, I believe that people always know what it is that they want, like we talked about, but there might be something that's holding them back. So really get clear with yourself around, you know, what is it that's stopping you from moving forward and ask yourself, am I going to be inspired through, um, thinking about this not happening or is it the desire that's going to inspire me? And so for example, say you want to start your own business or you want to, you know, start launch an app just like you did. And there's something that has stopped you up until now for making that happen. We'll really envision how it would feel to have the app, have people using the app, be making money from the app, all the things. And, you know, get in that frame of mind, feel the emotion of it. Also think about how you're going to feel if you don't do it. And I also think that a lot of people are holding on to certain desires that frankly, they decided on years ago and yet they don't actually want. So be sure to check in with yourself. Like, is this a true desire in this moment? Is this still something that I'm feeling called to do? Because I actually believe if we really want something, we'd probably have it already. So there's most likely something standing in the way of that thing. And it's really easy for people to have big picture desires Um, but never actually take action. So get clear with yourself. If you really want this thing, what is one step you can do in this moment to get closer to it? Because so often we have these big goals, but like I said, they're, they're on the vision board, they're 10 years out and we're not actually moving towards them when we could easily take steps starting today. And then that would really help us because we'd feel like we aren't settling. It hasn't happened this second, but we're moving towards it. Mm, that makes so much sense. And even just makes me think like, say you want to build your dream house and you're not financially in the place to do that right now. It's like, okay, let's set up a bank account and I'm going to put in a hundred dollars a month or a hundred dollars a week. And at least you're moving towards it. And I feel like that's when manifestations happen too, is when you're putting energetic momentum into something 
Exactly. And so many people I had, the house is a perfect example. I asked people, okay, well, where do you want to live? What style house? Have you talked to real estate agents? So I, my husband and I started going to Vail about seven years ago, Vail, Colorado, fell in love with it. Literally that same year while we were there, we ended up extending our trip. I reached out to this incredible real estate agent. He showed us a $27 million house up on the mountain. We got into the vision of that. We built this relationship with him. I still text him to this day. Am I buying a $27 million house right now? No, but I know exactly where I want to live. I already have the real estate agent lined up. I have things in motion. I talk about it all the time. Like it's already happening. We plan that we're going to go and take trips there. And I want to take from December to the end of January off. Like all these things are part of our life and part of our conversation, even though I don't have the keys yet. So that's what we're talking about. So, and that's funny too, because like the first thing that comes to my mind is like, well, I don't want to bother the real estate agent, but then it's like, you're not because eventually you will be ready and they're, they're just doing their job. And then it made me think of when I was like 12 years old, I was like, I'm going to go to fashion school. And I started calling these like fashion, like colleges and universities when I was 12 and they were so annoyed that I was calling them, but I was like, please send me all your pamphlets and brochures and gave them my address. And guess what? I ended up going to fashion school. I wasn't going to be going anytime soon, but I made it happen. That's awesome. I love that. That's exactly what we're talking about here. So funny. So like, don't be worried to bother people because you just need to do it. Okay. I want to talk about working with your husband because one thing we talk about a lot on the show is feminine and masculine dynamics and finding and settling into like our innate energy, which for most women that you know, identify as women is feminine energy, um, in such like a masculine world. And we have businesses and we're working, we have goals and we're hustling and, you know, that kind of culture. I'd love to know like what it was like in the beginning and how you guys kind of found your groove. Yeah. So we never planned to work together when we got married. My husband was in um, a 12 year career in in TV. And so, but when my, I heard my life took off, I realized I needed more support. And so I was having a conversation with one of my coaches and she's like, well, what about James? Could he come in and help? And so we started to have the conversation and a few weeks later, he actually turned in his or gave his notice and he ended up certifying as a high performance coach. And so It was really interesting in the beginning because I was essentially his boss Mm -hmm. and that's been the case for gosh, the last six years or so. But a few years ago, things started to shift. So I'll get to that in a second. (laughs) Um, But that period of time was really interesting. And we had to just accept the fact that we had very different work styles, just like I was talking about the human design stuff, manifesting Mm -hmm. generator versus manifester. And we just work very differently. And I always wanted him to come on and like be my operator and be behind the scenes and manage the team. But he wants to coach and that's his zone of genius. And so I had to be more accepting of, of like, what is his passion? What is the thing he actually wants to do? And he had to be accepting of me as somebody who was the leader of the brand and making a lot of the decisions. And oftentimes, you know, it was challenging for him. And he would say like, he didn't feel like he was in the driver's seat and he couldn't really, you know, yeah, drive the car essentially and make the decisions. And that was really challenging just to be an observer instead of taking the lead. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I will say that, you know, we I can definitely answer more questions about that, but one of the things that's been really great about the last few years is really understanding what our our zone of geniuses actually are and accepting each other 
and having patience and having difficult and honest conversations. And we're always super honest with each other and also knowing the boundary between when is it that our work hats are on and when is like the the wife husband hat on Mm. and having that separation between the two, even when we go out for walks in the evenings, just saying, you know, I think I'm done talking about work. How about you? And just having clear boundaries around that. Yeah, that's so smart. And I found that too, like when Frank was working in my business, we, uh, like he ended up being the one that was like going and getting groceries and walking the dog and like tidying up after dinner, because I was the one that was like, had to do the bulk of the work. And then we were like, okay, this dynamic is that he was sick of doing that. And I was like, why am I working while you're doing this? He's like, well, I, there's literally nothing else I can, I can do today. <laughs> and so we ended up being like, okay, this isn't working. And then now, so then we didn't work together for like a good year. And now we're like slow coming back to it, but still like finding a little bit of that balance. Did you kind of have that with like the housework as well? Yeah, for sure. And it's really interesting because now that I'm pregnant, everything has like been completely shifting and I've Mm -hmm. been having all these identity shifts. And I even realized when I was working with one of my coaches that I've actually been holding James back in so many ways, because in my mind, I want it to be the ultimate breadwinner. I want it to be the one making all the money. And although I never was even conscious of this in a lot of ways that was like putting him in a role that wasn't about bringing in, you know, wealth and abundance, which is super interesting. And so I've actually been leaning into how would it feel to be fully taken care of financially Mm -hmm. by my partner, which is not something I would ever, you know, even say like even six months ago. And it's not like I'm shutting down my business. Of course I have massive financial goals, but I've been tuning into that side of myself, like being taken care of and him shifting into provider role as I, you know, give birth to our daughter and like motherhood becomes at the forefront of my mind. And so it's really interesting, like the different chapters, you know, like you said, tuning into what actually feels good for both of you and being able to own that and and follow that and and just know that there will be ebbs and flows. Yes. And we went through a very similar journey with that too, in terms of like my identity and who I wanted to show up as and wanting to be that breadwinner. And then now I'm like, I would like to be a kept woman and only work when I want to work from a place of creativity, not from a place of, I need to like pay our bills. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so interesting. You know, I I grew up with a a stay-at-home mom and I always thought, well, I I'm going to make my own money. And that's still a goal. I know that you and I aren't saying that it's not, but it, there is like an innate desire for the men in our life, or at least I'll speak for my husband to be able to take care of me. And I don't think that needs to be like this outdated way of life. I think it's just like a masculine thing that oftentimes Mm -hmm. shows up. And are we actually able to receive that? Are we able to receive that level of financial support? Are we resistant to it? And I think I've been resistant to it for so many years. Totally. And I think for me anyways, that came from a place of fear of being like, no one can take care of me as well as I can take care of me and always having to like be that strong person. And then it's like, okay, I've blocked so much support. I've blocked so much like time where I could have been in my creative flow because I was like holding the reins and not letting them go. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, it's a journey. It's a journey, you guys. Mm-hmm. So you have a free challenge coming up. 
and your membership is launching again. Can you share a little more about that? Yeah. So it has been a journey for sure. And what I realized a few years ago when I had that, that new year's day epiphany was that I really wanted to bring I Heart My Life back to what it was always meant to be, which is a company that helps women love themselves and their lives. And for the past seven or so years, we've been working mainly with entrepreneurs. But what I realized is that this brand is about so much more than business building. And I'm sure you can attest to the fact that people come in and want to scale their business and oftentimes do, but it's really like the mindset work, the community, the support, like all the stuff we've been talking about that makes the difference. And I also realized that I, I didn't start this company just to work with business owners. And I'm sure again, you know, not everyone is meant to own a business. And so I just felt that the brand was almost too niche and Mm -hmm. too specific in that way. So anyway, that's a long winded way of saying that we're bringing the brand back to what it was always meant to be, which is a company for ambitious women to help them love their, their lives and themselves. And that doesn't mean that you need to be a business owner. You can be ambitious in terms of your health goals or your relationship or your spirituality or your mindset or your, your money. And so really supporting people and having success in all areas. And so we have this beautiful love your life challenge where I'm coming live for three days and talking to people about how they create a life that they love. And for most of us, that's really tuning into our desires for the very first time and uncovering what it is that's stopping us from reaching those goals and hitting those milestones or feeling aligned and happy. Um, and then putting the action steps in place to get to that next level. And again, that that's a different definition for everyone. I know for me, the last two years, I've really been focused on mental health, happiness, joy, abundance, all those things, and less around like tangible things in my company. And so, yeah, so we have that challenge. You go to iheartmylife.com slash love your life all all together. And that's going to be an amazing opportunity to get support, like I said, over three days. And then we also are launching our brand new, I heart my life membership, which is an incredible community. Like I said, for ambitious women who want the support system and the guidance to reach their next level goals. And the big focus for that is bringing in amazing mentors and experts and celebrity teachers to support us in different areas of our life, like mindset, business and career, finances, relationships, health, all the key components, and then providing you with the most incredible community of like-minded women. Um, We're going to be having masterclasses, Q and A's, get it done sessions, meetups around the world, retreats. So yeah, it's going to be really epic. I highly suggest this. You guys, we're going to link you to everything. I met so many women in Emily's community that I still, um, you know, consider good friends these days, these days, like years later. And the work that Emily does is so life-changing. So you guys make sure to check out all things, Emily, how else can people work with you these days? Those are the main, main ways to be honest, which is okay. super exciting. So the membership is our main focus. It's iheartmylife.com slash membership. Um, and there are multiple levels within the membership. So mm-hmm. it just, you know, whatever you desire, it's available for you. And then you can find my personal brand at emilywilliams.com. Amazing. Well, Emily, thank you so, so much. This has been so powerful and such good reminders for everyone to get those mindsets in check. Stop settling. Stop not going for what you want. Now is your time. So Emily, thank you again so much. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow Emily 
If you like this episode, tag us, let us know that you loved it. DM us. We're here for you. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 